Biophysical Techniques in Structural Biology, a review by Christopher Dobson from University of Cambridge, Annual Review of Biochemistry, 2019. Abstract. Over the past six decades, steadily increasing progress in the application of the principles and techniques of the physical sciences to the study of biological systems has led to remarkable insights into the molecular basis of life. Of particular significance has been the way in which the determination of the structures and dynamical properties of proteins and nucleic acids has too often led directly to a profound understanding of the nature and mechanism of their functional roles. The increasing number and power of experimental and theoretical techniques that can be applied successfully to living systems is now ensuring a new era of structural biology that is leading to fundamentally new information about the maintenance of health, the origins of disease and development of effective strategies for therapeutic intervention. This article provides a brief overview of some of the most powerful pure physical methods in use today, along with references that provide more detailed information about recent applications of each of them. In addition, this article acts as an introduction to four authoritative reviews in this volume. The first shows the ways that a multiplicity of biophysical methods can be combined with computational techniques to define the architectures of complex biological systems, such as those involving weak interactions within assembles of molecular components. The second illustrates one aspect of this general approach by describing how recent advances in mass spectrometry, particularly in combination with other techniques, can generate fundamentally new insights into the properties of membrane proteins and their functional interactions with lipid molecules. The third review demonstrates the increasing power of rapidly evolving diffraction techniques employing the virtual burst of X-rays of extremely high intensity that are now accessible as a result of the construction of free electron lasers, in particular to carry out time-resolved studies of biochemical reactions. The fourth describes in detail the application of such approaches to probe the mechanism of the light-induced changes associated with bacteriodopsins, ability to convert light energy into chemical energy. The Emergence of Structure Biology In 1951, Linus Pauling and Robert Corey proposed alpha helices and beta sheets as the fundamental elements of the organization of polypeptide chains within protein molecules. Shortly afterwards, James Watson and Francis Creek described the double helix architecture of DNA an achievement that led immediately to the understanding of the way that genetic information is stored and passed on to future generations. Some five years later, the first structure of a protein, the of myoglobin, was defined, revealing extensive helices of exactly the type predicted by Pauling and Corey and indicating that proteins have specific global folds, a crucial step in the development of our knowledge of their nature and properties. The structure of hemoglobin at increasing levels of resolution followed soon afterwards and led to our understanding of the manner in which oxygen is transported through the bloodstream along with many other aspects of its physiological role 
Indeed, these work also led to the first insights into the molecular origins of a medical condition linked to an aberrant conformation of a protein. In this case, sickle cell disease, an area of research that is now of major importance in the context of increasing prevalence of neurodegenerative disorders. The determination of the structure of lysozyme in the mid-1960s then provided the first view of an enzyme at atomic resolution and led very rapidly to studies of its complexes with substrate analogues, leading to a proposal for its catalytic mechanism. These early demonstrations, their knowledge of molecular structure can reveal so clearly the nature of biological function, led to the recognition of the huge potential of the emerging field of structure biology. All these systemic advances were made possible as a result of the formulation of Bragg's law in 1913, leading to the ability to use the diffraction of X-rays to determine structures, initially those of simple inorganic salts. It is fascinating to realize that Lawrence Bragg, who with his father, William Shirley the Nobel Prize for this work, was the director of the Royal Institution in London, when the structure of lysozyme was determined in 1965, remarkably exactly 50 years after receiving the Nobel Prize for defining the principles of X-ray diffraction. Bragg himself sketched out the overall fold of the first enzyme structure to be visualized by their application. Indeed, a version of this drawing made from his careful observation of the electron density map appears in the original publication. These events exemplify how the discovery of a physical technique can slowly but surely lead to its application to biological systems and provide deep insights into the mechanisms of fundamental biological processes. Since these early applications to nucleic acids and proteins, X-ray crystallography has generated many thousands of structures of increasingly intricate molecules and complexes. One recent example is that of the ribosome, whose high-resolution structure has provided a new level of understanding of protein biosynthesis and also of the mechanism of action of many antibiotics, information that is leading to the rational design of much-needed new drugs to combat resistant pathogenic organisms. The development of a multiplicity of biophysical techniques. This process of the translation of methods and ideas from physics to biology, creating the discipline biophysics, has been replicated with many other techniques. For example, electromicroscopy, NMS spectroscopy, mass spectrometry, MS, and a range of optical spectroscopies, including circular decreasing and multiple types of resistance measurements. The methodological developments in each of these techniques, as in X-ray crystallography, have been dramatic and their effect on structural biology have been transformative. In appreciation of the range of some current applications of such methods can be gained from a selection of recent articles in annual reviews journals. Thus, for example, cryo-electron microscopy, cryo-EM, can now generate the structures of even large molecules and complexes at atomic resolution without the need for crystallization. For many years, it was considered to be impossible to achieve such resolution, but 
as so often is the case, a combination of scientific intuition and new technology has generated major advances. NMR spectroscopy has made possible the determination of macromolecular structures in dissolution environments in which they function, and the use of specialized solid-state techniques has made it possible to prove their conformations in other environments, such as membranes and pathological aggregates. MS has now advanced to the stage where the structural properties of large biological complexes can be studied in the functional environments. Optical techniques, particularly those involving fluorescence, have also made huge advances, enabling them to be applied at a single molecule level and to generate images at much higher resolution than was previously considered possible. The assumption that optical methods could not provide information about structure features smaller than the wavelength of light has been shown to be incorrect through the development of super-resolution technique. Shortly after the determination of the first structure by X-ray diffraction, it was recognized that proteins with higher levels of sequence similarity were likely to have similar structures. Indeed, a very early example of molecular homology modeling was the generation of a model of alpha-lactalbumin from that of lysosome, whose functions is completely different, but the whole sequence is very similar. The good agreement between this model and the experimental structure when it was determined confirmed the viability of this approach. Since then, the huge increase in the number of structures in the protein data bank and of protein sequences in UniProt has made it possible to understand in increasing detail the relationships between sequence and structure, hence allowing the modeling of many unknown structures and indeed the design of novel amino sequences that fold into specific structures. All these opportunities have benefited hugely from advances in instrumentation ranging from the construction of ever more powerful X-ray sources to the development of high-throughput sequencing centers. In addition, the rapid and continuing increases in computer power have played a vital part in all these developments, as in the application of simulation techniques that give insight into the properties of macromolecules that are challenging to define by experiment, such as many aspects of dynamic behavior and reaction mechanisms. The dynamics and the heterogeneity of macromolecular structures. The recognition that the structure characterization of biological macromolecules also involves a definition of their dynamical properties was one of the very interesting and initially surprising results of the characterization of increasing numbers of biological macromolecules at higher resolution. Indeed, early NMR studies of proteins revealed that fluctuations occur within even the well-defined interiors of the apparently highly ordered structures and molecular dynamics simulations show the protein structures undergoing a wide range of different types of motion on different time scales and of different magnitudes. It's also now evident that many proteins contain intrinsically disordered regions in these structures or in some cases do not adopt 
any persistent structure except when complexed to other molecules. Moreover, it soon became evident that at least some of the dynamical properties of macromolecules are of vital importance for their functional roles. Indeed, the pioneering studies of hemoglobin showed the critical ability to convert between different conformational states and its mechanism of action, thereby enabling much more efficient uptake and release of oxygen than would be possible with a rigid structure. Such dynamical events have increasingly been found to be vital in many different types of biological processes, ranging from enzymatic catalysis to the action of molecular motors such as the kinesins and myosins involved in controlling complex biological functions in multiple forms of life. The existence of extensive dynamical behavior and of multiple conformations adds significant challenges to the determination of the high-resolution structures of macromolecules in specific functional states. Moreover, the evident importance of the dynamical nature of biological molecules for the mechanism of action has led to the conclusion that more complete descriptions of these structures and functions could result from both the use of a concerted application of multiple experimental techniques that can provide complementary information and a combination of experimental and computational methods. The review in this volume by Breitbart and others provides an overview of these approaches under the title of Integrative Structure Modeling. The article is focused on the ways that structural information can be obtained about systems that have not succumbed to high-resolution analysis at the atomic level by conventional approaches, particularly extracristallography and NMR spectroscopy, because of the failure to crystallize, or the size, or the heterogeneity, is a result of multiplicity in different conformational states. The first section of this article describes many of the biophysical techniques that are most widely used for this purpose, in particular methods such as cross-linking, combined with mass spectrometry, XLMS, small angle X-ray scattering, SACS, Forster resonance energy transfer, FRET between flow force and cryo-EM. It then describes how much techniques can be combined with the aid of molecular modeling approaches to provide information about the structures of even very large complexes of proteins and other molecules, at least at the level of the overall architecture that would not otherwise be accessible. The characterization of macromolecular interactions. Breitbart and others also discussed the fact that the resolution revolution in cryo-EM has resulted in determination of the electron density maps obtained from single particle analysis at resolution below 4 Armstrong. Compared with resolutions of 20 to 30 Armstrongs, that were the best that could be achieved just a few years ago. Some of the problems that required integrative structure modeling in the past can now be addressed rapidly and efficiently by cryo-EM. In other cases, for example, those for which it is hard to isolate intact complexes or indeed for relatively small particles, 
Trium may be possible only at much lower resolution, and such modeling approaches became of great importance. The existing developments through which cryo-EM tomography can provide images of all cells in three dimensions is another area that structure modeling can play a key role. In addition, other new approaches, such as those based on microfluidic techniques, are increasingly able to characterize even weak interactions between macromolecules in environments that mimic those with biological systems and hence provide information for the modeling of transit complexes. In the final part of the article, Breitbart and others discuss the types of scoring functions that are vital for assessing the most probable models that can be derived from the combination of structured data obtained by the different methods, and they then provide a range of case studies in which high-resolution structures have subsequently been determined in particular by cryo-EM to assess the accuracy. The results show that the integrative approach is generally very successful in defining the overall architecture and even highly complex assemblies, although some aspects of these structures, such as the orientation of specific components, molecules, can be harder to define. The manner in which advances in a specific biophysical method can open up new opportunities to extend our understanding of the nature and significance of the interactions of biological macromolecules in complex environments is discussed in the review by Bolla and others in the context of membrane proteins. In particular, this review describes the remarkable developments in MS that have taken place in recent years, such that it is now possible by exploiting a range of soft ionization processes to maintain macromolecules in their complexes in native-like environments after projection into the gas phase, an approach described as native MS. A range of sophisticated experiments can then be carried out to probe in detail key aspects of the structures and intercalations through measurements of their mass, shape and stability. The information obtained in this manner can be combined in ways related to those discussed by Breitbart and others, with that from other methods, notably X-ray crystallography and cryo-EM, to provide detailed descriptions of even highly complex and dynamic systems. Ball and others focus particularly on the investigation of lipid molecules that surround membrane proteins in the cellular environments and are major determinants of their structure properties and their functional roles. The key developments in such studies involve the use of membrane mimetics that are able to preserve the integrity of the native structure of the protein concerned and to maintain ligand interactions that are associated with its functional role. Currently, the most widely used membrane mimetics is native MS, a variety of types of detergent micelles that can be optimized to enable the study of specific types of membrane proteins. Many other systems, however, are being developed for solubilizing membrane proteins free of detergents, including lipid vesicles, nanodisks, consisting of phospholipids and membrane scaffold proteins, and SMELP, styrene malic acid lipid particles in which membrane proteins are surrounded by lipid bilayers covered by a styrene maleic acid SMA copolymer. 
Boland others give a comprehensive summary of the results and the present applications of native MS to probe the interactions of membrane proteins with lipids that are crucial for their structure and function, including channels, efflux pumps, kinases, and receptors. As membrane mimetics become ever more sophisticated, native MS, particularly when combined with other biophysical techniques, has the potential to provide deep insights into the structure, features, and intermolecular interactions that define the functional properties of membrane proteins. Resolutions in X-ray crystallography Diffraction techniques initiated in the field of structural biology and remain as a crucial foundation of this war area of science. Indeed, their power was hugely increased by the application of protein crystallography beginning in the 1970s of synchrotron radiation sources that can provide much higher intensity beams of X-rays. Although the extent of radiation damage whereby the molecules with which the irradiation interacts are disrupted or destroyed increases as the beam intensity is increased, reduction in the temperature of the sample can cause this phenomenon to be greatly reduced. Similar factors for electron beams are the reason for the increased power of cryo-EM of a conventional electron microscopy. It became interestingly evident, however, that radiation damage can also be greatly limited if very short bursts of X-rays are used. For structural studies, it was apparent that such bursts would need to be of extremely high intensity if useful diffraction data were to be obtained for macromolecular samples. Such bursts are not available from the storage rings of synchrotrons, but can be obtained from the lineal accelerators of X-ray free electron lasers, XFEL, which can deliver a gain of up to nine orders of magnitude in brightness for periods of tens of femtoseconds. Such times are then short enough to limit sufficiently the structure changes associated with even these intense beams of radiation to allow diffraction studies to be carried out. The review in this volume by Chapman provides fascinating details of the developments that have led to the recent application of XFEL to problems in structural biology. It points out that an initial motivation for the use of XFEL was to carry out diffraction studies on single molecules in complexes without the need for crystallization in much the way that single particle imaging is now possible using cryo-EM. Although such studies have advanced significantly and have been shown to be applicable in principle through experiments with virus particles, they are not yet generally viable. These ideas have however enabled high-resolution structures of macromolecules in small crystals to be determined without the need of cryogenic cooling and have led to developments of time-resolved studies of conformational dynamics and of intermediates formed during chemical reactions, such as those of enzymes. This approach opens the door to studies of the mechanisms of biological process taking place at physiological temperatures and on timescales ranging from 100 femtosecond to minutes. To carry out such experiments, it is necessary to collect extensive data sets 
but to avoid cumulative radiation damage and highly innovative procedures have been devised for this purpose. Thus, for example, examples of liquids containing vast numbers of microcrystals in which a reaction has been initiated can be injected into the electron beam, allowing sufficient data to be collected at a given time point for this structure to be defined, and then again a subsequent time point enabling the structure changes taking place during the reaction to be monitored. These methods have already proved to be viable and need to be very powerful. In addition to ensuring that the molecules in the crystalline samples are still bathed in liquid under defined conditions, it appears too that conformational changes taking place during a reaction are less restrained in microcrystals than in larger assemblies, probably simply because more of the sample includes to the surface of the crystalline ray, as well as describing such approaches that have already been developed. Chapman discussed the advances that will be needed and are already emerging to increase throughput and hence to probe the effects of a wide range of variables so as to give deep insights into the even complex mechanism. In addition, he outlines the types of further advances that will be needed if this type of experiment is to be routinely applicable to single particles, hence eliminating the need for sample crystallization. In the fourth article in this set of themed reviews, Strand and others focus on the use of XFEL technique for time-resolved studies of a specific biological system, that of bacteriodopsin, the archetypal type of a light-driven prompton pump, and then describe the results of such studies with those from intermediate trapping, in which the reaction is triggered in crystals and subsequently quenched at different time points to allow this study by conventional synchrotron X-ray crystallography. The history of structure studies of BR illustrates very clearly the advances in structural biology of the last half century in the context of membrane proteins. Thus, as Vicky Strands and others describe in 1975 electron diffraction techniques generated a low-resolution view of the molecule and revealed the transmembrane helices that are a characteristic feature of BR and many other membrane proteins, another milestone in the progress of structural biology. In 1990, the first atomic resolution model of BR was determined, again using electron diffraction, followed by structures from X-ray diffraction studies of crystals generated by innovative methods developed specifically for membrane proteins. These advances led to the beginning of the study of the time dependence of light-induced structure changes in BR by intermediate trapping methods revealing information about different states that become populated at different times after illumination. A large number of studies of BRs using this approach have been reported over the intervening years. And indeed, some of the conclusions from them were initially controversial. The application of time-resolved serial femtosecond crystallography, TRSFX, has, however, enabled the intermediate trapping experiments at low temperature 
to be correlated with measurements at room temperature. And indeed, many of the conclusions of these early studies have been confirmed and then defined in greater detail by TRSFX. Although it is possible that some large conformational changes in the molecule are not observed in that approach because of the constraints of the crystalline environment, the results enable further details of the mechanisms of multiple events taking place over time scales differing in orders of magnitude to be defined, generating increasingly profound insights into the means by which light energy is ultimately converted into chemical energy. Looking to the future These four reviews illustrate two very important aspects of the development of physical methods for applications in biology. On the one hand, individual techniques became even more capable of providing high-resolution information about complex structures and dynamics, and, on the other hand, the ability to integrate information from a multitude of lower-resolution biophysical methods enables descriptions of less well-defined systems with higher levels of heterogeneity and extensive dynamical character to be achieved, at least at the level of their overall architectures. Indeed, the combination of complementary experimental and theoretical biophysical approaches is undoubtedly the key to achieving a molecular understanding of the functional mechanisms of many increasingly complex biological systems. On a broader front, these articles illustrate the remarkable coming of age of biophysical methods of the past few decades, ushering a new golden age of structural biology that is providing unprecedented insights into our understanding of the multitude of interactions between molecules and their cellular environments. Comparison of the nature and regulation of these interactions in health and disease will undoubtedly contribute to developments in healthcare, drug discovery and therapeutic strategies that have the potential to transform our lives in the years to come. Thank you for listening to Pub Reading. Follow me on Twitter for more articles.